You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast and it is Tuesday, December 12th. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo with you. Uh, we are remote today, a couple different locations. We're working on it. We all, we all deferred to going to the studio today. I definitely deferred. I might defer the rest of the year, Luke. Hell, I might defer for the next 10 years. But you aren't deferring your payment of your contract, are you? You're not going to defer your payments? No, they can still pay me twice every month. (laughs) All right, All City, you're going to pay me twice every month, but I'm deferring from going to the office for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I put on Twitter that I'm deferring uh, my workouts. I'm deferring my healthy eating. uh, But the deferring of payments does not work for regular people. I'm yeah. deferring my uh, student loan payments until oh, I die. That's a nice move. Yeah. yeah. When I die, that's when they can kick in. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't work for regular people, right? When the when the info came out, we're going to talk a lot about uh, different things today. First segment, we're definitely going to talk about this Otani deal, which the amount of money he came up with deferring agreed to and how the Dodgers are doing this is frankly incredible. It blew me away that it was – it ended up being what it is. Uh, we'll also talk about, you know, some of the pitchers that are still out there. You know, what are your choices via trade market? Uh, some information about that. And I, I do have a question that's been burning for me on free agency, and I'll ask you that too. But let's get to the Otani stuff. And hello to everybody in the live chat that's joined in. We see a lot of people who are waiting uh, patiently today. Appreciate it. Best way to enjoy the experience is to subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. So you don't miss anything, and then make sure you hit the likes and all those things. If you're listening in podcast form, positive reviews, five stars, all that stuff. We appreciate it. And as always, thanks for listening. Uh, so Otani, the deal, yesterday the information starts to come out. We knew $700 million over 10 years, right? And we knew some of the contract was going to be deferred. But when the reports start to come out that he's only going to get paid two million dollars a year for each of the next 10 seasons and then after that he's going to start to get 68 million for for nine seasons in which he'll probably be retired in in some of it which he will be retired for sure i, I will almost. be surprised if he continues to play correct and almost certainly he won't be pitching right but the fact that i don't know what's the most shocking part is it that he was actually willing to take two million a year now in the here and now? Because I just, 
I don't think there's too many athletes out there. I, 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 the question I posed kind of as the overall podcast is, is this a bad thing for baseball? <clears throat> it, will it be a bad thing for baseball? Cause he obviously found a loop loophole um, that others haven't been able to, or willing to jump through. Do you think in the long term, Otani only getting $2 million a year for the next 10 years is a bad thing for baseball? I'm not really sure. I don't know how to yeah. answer this question, to be honest. I think I, – I guess it probably doesn't help the small market teams, but it's not like the small market teams have ever been in on any of these big names. It's not like <clears> – it's not like the Guardians were, you know, out there trying to sign Shoei Otani. However, you know, the Blue Jays – they were, I mean, I don't, and I don't even know if you can consider the Blue Jays a small market team. They, it's not like they have never paid someone, you know, money before. Like right. they paid George Springer, um, and obviously they were a big part of these talks. And the reports say that they they were right there with the same offer from the Dodgers as Otani took, um, and they've been all over the rumor mill this entire offseason. Now they're, you know, they're checking in on Bellinger. They're checking in on. Um, you know, they, they tried to trade for Soto, you know, like they, I, I wouldn't call the Blue Jays a small no. market team. I wouldn't call them a big market team either, but Toronto's a big city though. Toronto. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about just city size, Toronto's a big city. Like right. it's, a lot of people call it the Chicago of Canada. So I don't know who does that, but that's, that's <laughs> fair. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, is I, I guess it just doesn't necessarily help the small market teams, but the small market teams have never really been given help anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have a take on it. My competitive, competitive balance, though, Cody, like he he's he did figure out a way to not only get his bag of cash, but also make his team have give his team the best chance to be successful. Like he he's showing that he not only wanted the cash, but he certainly wanted to win. Not just the team he went to. But by taking two million two million a year, it's like the Dodgers haven't done anything yet. You know what I mean? Like they can still go at if they want to add Yamamoto, they can go add Yamamoto. Yeah. If they want to add bring Bellinger back. They could bring Bellinger back. Like two million a year to you and I is life changing. Most <laughs> people don't even make two million in a lifetime, let right. alone in one year. But for a baseball player. I think one of the one of the most unique things is this player was willing to say, I I can live on two million for now. Now, I don't want to make a martyr out of him and say, like, whoa, wow, look at this guy. Look what he did. Like what we always say, it shouldn't be about the money. Don't get me wrong. He's making two million dollars, which is an insane amount of money in the real world. Mm -hmm. Plus, he's probably making 40 to 50 or whatever million in endorsements and all the other things that come along with it. So it's not like he's going to be, it's not like he's going to be poor living in LA. He's going to have plenty of cash. He's going to have the biggest house. He can stay in the house he's in, or he can go to a bigger house if he wants to. And he's only going to be not even middle-aged. He won't even be my age by the time he's done with this whole thing. So, but it's just that the competitive side of it, right? Like, right. I, think this, I saw this is, you tweet like they're they're going to pay him less than the Cubs <clears throat> are paying Bodie next year. Right. They're gonna they're gonna pay him <laughs> less than the Cubs paid Jason Hayward over the next ten years. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's that's what bothers me the most is that now the Dodgers they're 
know, they're yeah. getting in on the Yamamoto, Yamamoto sweepstakes. They're, you know, that they can literally sign anyone else that they're they like. Now trade. You can, you can say on one hand, you can say, you know, like that just shows how much Otani wants to win, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. At the same time, it's like, <clears throat> I, I'm just pissed that, that it's the Dodgers of all teams that he's doing this with because that's a that, like someone everyone keeps sending out like replying to tweets saying uh, all this just for you to lose to the Diamondbacks in the, in the first round of playoffs and it's like I would love to be in that scenario, bro. I would love to be <laughs> in the playoffs with a chance to do something. The Cubs haven't done that since 2020. If you technically want to count that season, 2018. If you want to count a real 162 season that people give a shit about. Like that, that's, that's what bothers me the most is that it's just with the Dodgers. Uh, if it would have been with the Blue Jays and these contract details came out, I'd probably just be like, why weren't the Cubs part of this? But instead, since it's the Dodgers, not only am I asking why weren't, why didn't the Cubs offer something like this, but also um, now I'm just pissed because it's the Dodgers and you can make all the jokes about how they haven't won any uh, won a World Series like a like that doesn't have an asterisk next to it or whatever. But they're doing literally everything that we all want the Cubs to do, like I, I, and that's and that's what bothers me the most. So, um, you know, the offseason's still early, and the Cubs obviously have a lot of work to do. You know, there are rumors out there about them being interested in all these other dudes. Just they gotta they gotta get going, man, and um. So it is what it is, but related to Otani, that's that's what bothers. That's basically what bothers me the most is just like that it's with the Dodgers, and you know, you know, when that sixty-eight million starts coming, start they have to start paying that whenever he retires. You know, that's not going to stop them from doing anything. No, and it won't be. It won't. The sixty-eight <laughs> sixty-eight million most likely won't be worth what sixty-eight million is right now. Right? Like <laughs> probably not. 68 million Who knows more, how many likely. players that will exist by in 10 years. You know what I yes, mean? I mean, we, we know that in 10 years, the dollar is not the same as it is now it, with inflation. It's just not the same. So he is taking less money. Uh, I see near and uh, one of our regulars in the live chats this is not a loophole. It's been, it's clearly bargain. I'm not saying it's not bargain. I'm just saying nobody has really jumped through that hole. Mm-hmm. Like Shohei Otani and the Dodgers were just, willing to both do right like and and now i'm curious if other players or other teams like the cubs might say well geez that seems like a we should have been doing that more often too you know can they convince a player bellinger or whoever to defer this money the reason i personally think when they collective bar when they go through this again and and they go through the next collective bargaining agreement i would get rid of this and it, it's not sour grapes because the Cubs didn't do it with Otani. It's that I don't want I don't want teams being able to defer the money. Like put the put the players on the field that you have and show us what you're paying them right now. I know it's it's all the same and it's different. You know why? Because we're not deferring paying you, you our our stupid ticket prices or beer prices. Cody's not going to the game and having 14 beers and be like. I defer to pay till 2024. <laughs> hey, great. How the how the Dodgers going to like that if you show up to the ballpark and say, I'm going to have this hot dog, I'm going to have 17 beers, <laughs> and I'm going to go have a Mai Tai with Mai Tai guy, but I'm going to defer to pay this till 2023. So I hope right. you like that. Listen, I know both sides have agreed to it. I just think it's a, I think it's a slippery slope. 
I've always thought the Bonilla thing was kind of ridiculous too. Like mm-hmm. just just pay the guy that year what they're worth. The average Joe sitting at home can't relate to this because, like I said, we don't. How many of us are sitting? They're making two million dollars a year. It's not possible. If you're making thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars a year, you can't sit here at home and be like, "I'll take it in ten years." No, I need to pay my bills now. Right. And and just because the teams don't need to do that and the players don't need need to do that, I just think it's going to get really kind of ridiculous if it hasn't already. I mean, this deal, like you said, they're they're building a powerhouse, and that doesn't guarantee anything because you know what the Dodgers already had a pretty great team with a lot of money, and but it also it does it does tilt it in their direction. Baseball is a funny sport, but remember. The Rangers finally Rangers finally got there by spending lots and lots of money. Now the Mets right. haven't yet, but that doesn't mean they won't if they start. What if what if the Yankees and Mets start doing the same thing? Right. You I know. don't know why they wouldn't. If, if it's all about convincing one player to take less, so that you can not just less. This is a difference between two million or seventy million a year. Like. Mm-hmm. He's he's taking a substantially less amount of money, but it sure seems like he clearly wanted to be in L.A. Am I wrong? Does it not seem like he was willing to do this and he really wanted to be a Dodger? I mean, sure. Uh, I did read a tweet last night from a you know writer out of Los Angeles saying yeah. that he went to other teams in the negotiating process trying to do the same thing. And whether you want to believe that or not, that's on you. Uh, I'm choosing to believe it because why else would you lie about it? Um, so it bothers me in a way that the Cubs, like, I don't, you know, we're never going to know what the Cubs truly no. offered, what they, unless what they the tell contract us. details, what are, unless Jed just opens yeah. his mouth and tells us. But, and, and again, I know it was always a dream. It wasn't ever going to be, <clears throat> you know, it probably wasn't ever going to be, but, it's just like another example of the Cubs not getting creative in a way. Yeah, you know, that, we've, we've talked right. to, we've talked about, you know, the, the Arenado trade. You want to use in division. You want to, you want to talk about like the Arenado trade, the Goldschmidt trade that the Cardinals made to get two future Hall of Famers on their team traded nothing for them because those two teams that they came from didn't want to pay them anymore. Um, William Contreras now on the Brewers, um, part of the Sean, Mur- Sean Murphy trade. Like it, it felt like that was like such a no brainer for the Cubs to be a part of in some aspects. Um, I'm sure that there's like, I'm just using in division and I'm using trades, but like there, ha- like I, I don't understand why the Cubs could never be part of these types of signings or trades or anything. You know what I mean? Like that, that's basically what I'm getting. I'm not saying that, that the Cubs should have done this or that and it would have happened. Because, yes, it does seem like Otani wanted to go to the Dodgers more just over anything else. But at the same time, it's just like another example of the Cubs not doing these types of things that other teams are doing. Now they have the entire offseason. If they make some trades, get this glass now trade done, maybe trade for Josh Naylor, Shane Bieber, whatever. You know, sign some guy that we didn't expect them to sign, get yeah. back in the Yamamoto race, whatever. Like, like that's then you know maybe maybe I'll give some credit where credit is due but what what they they've in the Jed Hoyer era the biggest signing that they've made is signed Dansby Swanson which at the time was the fourth best shortstop on the market right now it's aged very well 
So kudos to Jed on that. But like, you know, we're we're this this is supposed to be they're supposed to be trying to make this team better right now. You were a game away from the playoffs, and you haven't you've signed one guy who played in Korea last year. That's it. Yeah, so. I mean, we, we know. We went to Nashville and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, Carter Hawkins on the uh, live YouTube chat says, Cubs fans in front office should not bash Otani. Other Japanese players will remember that if we do. I will say this. Uh, I don't think Japanese players are out there watching our YouTube feed right now. That's just <laughs> – and, and I'm not bashing Otani for doing it. I'm not. I, I'm just saying – it's it's legal now. Everything they did was a hundred percent fair and above board. It, you can't you can't stop it now. They played by the rules. I'm just right. saying the next time the rules come up, I would put an end to this. It, I, I wouldn't allow it. That is, unless you know Yamamoto is willing to take 300 deferred from the Cubs next week, then I mm-hmm. change my mind about the whole thing. Otani has taken a huge heel turn though. Like he went from. Probably like everyone wanting to see this guy in the postseason, like be on a good team, like yeah. a unicorn, all this. He wants to and like, win. He, and he and he wants to win. And I give him credit for doing like for taking less money to, to be able to do this, whatever. That's fine. But to do it with a team like the Dodgers, there are going to be people out there who are not going to like him now. I'm not saying I'm one of them. I'm just saying that 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 is what people call a heel turn, man. So. Whatever it it sucks. You the the one thing that we can sit here and say is that, and Brendan said it the other day when you guys did the emergency podcast. I watched it yesterday. That like baseball is the dumbest sport, and that people <laughs> like teams win that you don't expect, and like shit happens. So you know whatever. I I just I hope that this offseason doesn't turn into just the the Dodgers signing everyone and you know, just looking like an absolute powerhouse. I mean, they're already going to be great with Otani in the lineup for the next year. Imagine what their rotation is going to look like when he's back in it in 2025. So, yeah, I mean, there's no reason to be personally mad at him for wanting to play in L.A. with the Dodgers on a great team and still get his $700 million if he's willing to take two million a year to help the team be good, it's just pretty rare. And, I, and I'm not saying it's again. I don't want to make him a martyr in that. Like, wow, this guy's this guy's sacrificing everything to be on the Dodgers and winner. That's not the case. But he is giving up more than we've seen any other player really give up on this kind of deal. I don't think Aaron Judge's deal was like a million dollars a year with everything else deferred for 10 years. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's it's legal. It's fine. It might be even admirable of him to do it. I am disappointed that he couldn't get it done with the Cubs. I, I don't know. I, I saw the same tweet too. I don't know if the same deal was, was suggested by him to every other team. I don't know if he gave the same deferred type um, – contract response back to all the other teams like listen man you only got to pay me two million whatever you pay me total is what we're really talking about but it only has to be two million this year i don't know if that was a dodgers only deal some people say it was to everybody if that's the case and then he just wanted to go to la more right like yeah. because at, at that point 
teams matter or whatever. Like, why did they matter? The Cubs, you know, just didn't offer the same amount of money. You know what I mean? Like, I do think again, I do think that LA was where he really wanted to be based off everything we know now, but money talks. So again, I don't think it was a, I, I, you know, giving him $700 million, it would have held this franchise back based on how they've shown to act over the last decade. I know, but right. And yes, Charlie on Twitter, we, we saw the same tweet saying it was available to every report. I haven't seen that come out of Otani's camp saying factually, this is what happened. If it mm-hmm. is, if that's the deal, that's the deal. Um, yeah, it was, it was shocking to see those numbers come out. And I thought, wow, how is this going to impact? You know, I don't know which, which one's crazier. The, the fact mm-hmm. that people are saying Marvin Harrison Jr. might get $20 yeah. million dollars to stay in college. Right. <laughs> Or or this where they're deferring basically almost all of seven hundred million for it's, ten years down the road. Um, I'm curious how it would have impacted my Twitter poll that I put out, which uh, I don't know if you saw yesterday's show, Cody, but I put out the thing: Are you happy the Cubs didn't spend seven hundred on Otani, or are you mad and wish they had done it right? Yeah. And seventy three percent of the Cubs fans, out of thirty one hundred people, almost you know. Th- 3,200 people were like, yeah, I'm glad they didn't do it. 700 million is too much. It would have it would have been a hamstring for the franchise, not because it should be, but because that's how they operate and they would have used it as like, oh, we spent 700 million. Mm-hmm. But now, now that you know that they were only going to have to pay 2 million a year and really could have beefed up this team and made them serious if they came through with it, now are you upset that the Cubs didn't say, all right, Otani, we'll give you $3 million a year and we'll give you $800 million deferred because by the time it comes around, we might not even own the team. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, Right. Are, so are you more disappointed that the Cubs didn't do the deal now? You for, you were on – I think you were on, on with me, right? You were saying like $700 million, That's that's a lot. I don't think that would have been the right move for the Cubs because of the way they operate. Or that's the only on, reason – that's the only reason that I could get on board and uh, and like be okay with it. That's the only reason. As a fan, I was pissed that they didn't get them because it's not my money. You know what I mean? But right. yeah, so where I sit now, if 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 that that journalist is, you know, telling facts that Otani went to every team that he negotiated with that they tried to that he would try to do the same thing. Then yeah, it makes me even more upset that the Cubs didn't do it. It's just the it's the Cubs' own fault for not for not getting it. Though I still think that at the end of the day, Otani wanted to be in LA, but don't you know the the uh, the conspiracies about the Otani being on that flight to Toronto and everything? You can't tell me that all of that wasn't just some uh, you know Otani's people out there trying to you know up the leverage right like morosi our guy morosi tweeted that out you know what i mean and he took a huge hit for his credibility for that so it was like a to him at least it was a reliable source you know i think when you consider that i think at the end of the day that's what says the most about otani wanting to be in la but i don't know yeah like it just i guess i'm 
I'm disappointed that the Cubs didn't get him because they easily could have done something like this. I, I don't know why yeah, they we, couldn't have done it. We don't know if it was like available. But, but, right. but looking at this contract, I'm just – for, for the, the greatest player in the game right now, hurt or not, I mean, if, if he was asking for $700 million and offering deferred to the Dodgers, which was his, you know, the, his preferred route, staying in L.A., going to a better team, the Dodgers, which is all probably likely, then would you be been okay with, hey, Shohei, oh, fine, we'll go up to $800 million deferred and give mm-hmm. you $3 million. Like, obviously, the number could impact you down the road, probably would impact you down the road because you just have a ton of dead money on there. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about billionaire owners. I, I think more people are disappointed now that the Cubs didn't get – it was 73%. We're okay with it. And I bet you if I ran that poll today and put in the, the information about the deferred, that that number would be close to at least 50-50. Yeah. That's, that's just a guess. Well, and again, like, I – still look at it as you know it's not my money man like we're talking about the best hitter on the planet who was gonna be able to come back and pitch in 2025 i don't there's just no limit of money on 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 this guy in my opinion so like when i was watching you guys's emergency podcast over the other day i was like i wish that i wasn't in tennessee uh halfway kind of intoxicated i would have been on here disagreeing with all of you (laughs) so uh, I, sure. Is it a lot of money? And with the way the the Cubs have shown to operate, is would they w- would that contract hamper them and probably keep them from trying to make the team better in certain ways, like we saw in the golden era, perhaps? Probably. So for that reason, yeah, I'm pro- I'm pretty okay with the fact that they didn't, you know, hand out this like whatever it took contract. But from the other side of it. As a fan, it's like, not my money, man. Uh, a super chat from Always Stays Up uh, says, Luke Cap said this morning, uh, Major League Baseball had to see the $700 million in, the, in the bank or the deal wouldn't go through. Why pay a DH that much when Bryce Harper is better? Listen, I obviously Bryce the Bryce Harper, Harper deal is still a great Tom. deal. <laughs> we were all for signing Bryce Harper. Um <laughs> Of course, he doesn't pitch. He's he's not like a top five pitcher in the game either. But but don't get me wrong. Bryce Harper is another one that, you know, yeah. another missed opportunity by the Cubs to get their There's, superstar player. It's one of the concerns I have about this team is not the way they're building it, not the way they're doing it, and any of that stuff. I think the rebuild was the right move. I think they've a- apparently – added some nice prospects, which is a good thing. I think they've made some free agent moves that seem to be pretty good. I like a lot of the players. They don't seem like they have any dogs on the roster, right? All of those things. But they are lacking superstar power right now. They are lacking a superstar. You can say Dansby's a superstar if you want. He's a great player. He's Uh a gold glover. He's an all-star. You can say that about Nico. But if you had to name the top 20 players in baseball – not too many people are jumping up and, and right away saying Nico Horner yet, right? Just they're not superstar names yet. And I think eventually you need to add your superstar player or develop your superstar player. Yeah. And so I, I hope that guy is coming. I'll tell you what is a superstar, Cody, and that is ComEd because it's getting uh, easier and easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet or for the well-being of all of us who share it. 
Yeah, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So, Cody, what should uh, business owners do if they're looking into this? Well, Luke, they should go to comed.com slash clean so they can learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say comed.com slash clean? Yeah, go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future of for generations to come. I got to tell you guys, right before the show started, I had a little hero bread action, right? Ooh. I made some taco meat yesterday when I got home from work and I thought, okay, should I go to the store and buy just, you know, the regular tortillas that I get or whatever? And I, and I was like, hmm. I still have those giant size, super fluffy, low carb tortillas from Hero Bread. And so I made my tacos with a little bit of Hero action in there. Now, again, if you need a low carb option to fit your lifestyle or dietary constraints, founder Cole Glass baked 100 muffins per day before he found the perfect blend that fits his allergy constraints. That's what pushed him to start Hero Bread. The taste and texture. The same as regular bread, maybe even better. It is delicious. It is fluffy. It is soft. And yeah, it's high in fiber. It's ultra low net carbs and zero grams of sugar per slice. The discount code for your first purchase, CHGO. That's 10% off at H-E-R-O.co. They make sliced bread, buns, and like I said, the tortillas are off the charts. They're so low carb that I doubled up the tortilla. I was like, Mm, I'm going to do two of these and wrap it around this taco and and then have a little uh, – threw some onions on there, threw some tomato, a little guacamole in there. Ooh. Bingo. It was there, and I hammered it last night. I did about four of those. Is that too many? Four? Nah, Hero Bread made me feel good about it. Right Absolutely. now, Hero is offering the CHO family. Again, 10% off your first order. Go to hero.co. Use the code CHGO. That's hero.co to save 10% today. We have uh, a super chat from oh, Chris. What do we got? Uh, he says, here, I'll show it. Oh, my bad. Oh, I see it. Chris. <laughs> Chris. I don't know why, but I have a feeling that Morell is going to make a huge jump. I Book hope it. so. That's the kind of thing they need, right? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he's already made a huge jump. The guy has shown incredible power. He has all the excitement. If we can get him to be able to play – average defense at one position and cut down on the strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, if you could develop your own Soriano. That was a – Before that. It was a hell of a play he made in the Dominican the other oh, night. Oh, did you see that? I did that see really that. That really was a great play. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like th this goes back to what I said. I, I love how Barb in the chat, she always thinks that me and you want to trade Morel or whatever – but that, I don't think that's that's true. What we've said is that if you're getting a superstar caliber player for Morel, then fine, I can probably find a way to accept that. But yes. that's that that's how high I am on Christopher Morel is that if you trade him, you better be getting a superstar caliber player that's proven it over the years uh, to do it because he has he's cheap, he's under control for a handful of years, and 
he's already shown a lot of growth from year one to year two. I don't know if, like what his ceiling is. All I know is that he has he brings great energy. He's shown that he can at least play all over the field. Can he play all over the field at a great level? No, but the the big thing is for sure finding a position for him. And so, you know, been it's encouraging to see that he's been playing a lot of third base in the Dominican this offseason. So, you know, that's why I'm like I'm not high on Matt Chapman. Like I, I'd rather just play Morel at third and see how it goes. And see how it goes. And if that doesn't work out, then you know we can get we can get to that we can get to that later. But with and I there's a lot of offseason left, but if I'm gonna have to find a way to believe that the certain set of guys are gonna take the next step going into 2024. That will that will make the Cubs a playoff contender. Christopher Morel is like at the top of the list for me right now. I mean, Morosi told us to our face that he thinks that Morel could put up the same type of offensive season that Bellinger did this year. So, yeah, I think that Let's there's uh, there's a lot more to see from him. So, yeah, I he, I could see a huge boost from him next year. I saw the Godfather Michael Collada said, "I'm sick to my stomach. I apologize to the Ricketts." To Ricketts for calling him cheap. This is madness. We need to clip that one off uh, and save that for the files as well. Um, I, it's a, it's actually kind of unbelievable. I don't know if you noticed in the chat yesterday when I was watching you guys. I, I reverse I reversed roles with with Godfather, and I yeah. became I I became the Ricketts cheap guy um, because I'm just going through a roller coaster of emotions because I just don't know what this team is doing right now. So. Uh, Carter Hawkins says start Morell at third base if he bombs out. We got uh shaw yeah coming in august yeah yeah i mean listen those are two pretty big what ifs if again i i'm i want to it doesn't sound like the cubs are interested in trading morell it doesn't really like now now council and some of the other stuff going on it sounds like um he's going to get a shot he's going to get a real shot to play one of those positions this year but again it, Cody says he wants Ramirez from from Cleveland, and maybe we want Bieber too. If you were getting a starting pitcher for a year, and you were getting a guy who was under contract to play third base for the next five or six years, and yeah. he already had the superstar potential, then I'm okay with saying, okay, Christopher Morrell is your big piece going back the other. One of your big pieces going back the other direction. If the Cubs add to the offense and only third base is left and you decide that you're going to play Morel at third, I can I can take that risk. Right. I'm willing to take that risk. Now, but, but again, if, Cody, adding, adding to the offense doesn't mean bringing Bellinger back and having Morel at third because that's the same that's the same offense you had right. last year. For sure. But so, like I'm just like sign Reese Hoskins and Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Because right. Hoskins mo- most likely would then be your DH, yeah. and Bellinger can play first or center field, giving on certain days, whatever. Yeah, and then Morel can play third. Now, it's it's a very complex thing, you know. But I'm just saying that I what what I'm trying to say is that I'm willing to go into 2024 with playing Morel at third base as your your risk. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. if you're able to bring Bellinger back and you add another bat in there. Is Reese Hoskins going to be as good as if they had added Soto or o- Otani? No, but it 
it certainly at least helps on top of the fact that you have some young guys coming up with high upside. I'm willing, I'm willing to, 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 to go in with an offense like that. At least that's at least projects to be better. And hopefully they spend most of that money, I guess, on pitching if they have to. Where is the flurry of activity that was supposed to come immediately after the Shohei Otani? We kept all now the Nationals with- saying, but once Otani happens, the floodgates are going to open and everybody's going to sign. So far, not so much. I saw that uh, Scott Merkin reported or tweeted or posted, if you don't tweet anymore, whatever, <laughs> that uh, closer Liam Hendricks did get a call from the Cubs. He just said there was nothing substantial from those early conversations, but he's hoping to come back around the trade deadline next year. So that's an, now really? I don't know if, if you think you're going to be able to get him and he's going to be effective somehow for next year. Is he really going to be able to come back by the trade deadline? That's what he's hoping for. That's what he's hoping for. I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, cause I, the moment I saw that tweet, I was like, Oh, so we're going to do another drew smiley project. Remember when they signed him in like right. 2019 yeah, and he didn't pitch he, at all. He says he's hoping to be back, uh, around the trade deadline. Anyways, the, the real name that caught he's an interesting name to keep an eye on because he's, he's been a great story and he is a great pitcher. But the one I can't figure out is we keep seeing reports daily about Yamamoto. Understand it. Imanaga has been kind of quiet because we figure he's going to go after Yamamoto goes. We've heard Montgomery. We've heard stuff about Giolito. We hear stuff about Bieber who we'll talk about in a little bit. Why are we not hearing much about Snell? Why is there not more? Why are people not more excited about a two-time Cy Young winner? What What am I missing? Like, what? Why are people so eh, meh? Or why is there so let, so little um, talk about him right now? Well, to answer your first question, and Carter Fake Carter Hawkins in the chat points it out is that the market is now waiting on Yamamoto. Oh, okay, and so never just wait on the next guy. He's he's a twenty five year old like yeah. everyone is projecting him to be an ace. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think but that's no, why, and it's annoying, and I wish this market would start moving. But um, to answer your question about Snell, I just think there's there's just a lot of really good pitchers out there. And Snell is kind of like the Cody Bellinger version for the pitch for pitchers. I know he's coming off a Cy Young season, but yeah. he's also had some bad years in recent years too. So yeah. it's kind of, it, I would say that's the closest thing to Cody Bellinger in terms of you know good comp. The, he's got two Cy Youngs though. Seasons not, or their Bellinger career. doesn't have two MVPs. Yeah, right. I, like everybody's excited about Bellinger. It's like you have a guy that won the Cy Young last year. He's thirty-one. He pitched the most inning. It's not like I know uh, people worry about durability for pitchers too. I mean, he's 31, but he pitched 130 innings last year. That was a career high. 32 starts. If they if if he was looking for six years, 150 million, would you would you not be interested in him? I, I and I know he does walk a lot of people, but he strikes out a lot of people too. Yeah, I'm, it's not that I'm not interested in Blake Snell. Like I think. For me, uh, you know, obviously the the dream of Yamamoto is still out there for me. Uh, you know, I I don't even know if it's a dream. It says like all the big national reporters are saying like all the big market teams are are pitching to Yamamoto. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't I don't know how much he's gonna get. Anywhere between two hundred fifty and three hundred million dollars is probably what he's gonna get. And I don't and I I don't know if I want the Cubs to spend money 
on a guy who has never pitched in the major leagues that kind of money. But again, not my money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm, I, I guess that that's what kind of why I'm in on him just because he's, he's such a, <clears throat> you know, he's has such potential. It feels like, um, but <clears throat> sorry, I don't really know why people aren't talking about Blake Snell more, but I think it largely has to do with guys like Yamamoto and um, Bellinger and a lot of these other players who are, I guess, you know, a lot of teams are clamoring for. Yeah, right? I mean, I get it. Yamamoto's younger, mm-hmm. but he's never won. You know, we still don't know 100% how it's going to translate. I think it was um, – Lance Prozdowski that was saying like, it might take him a little while once he gets over here. Again, I'm not saying don't go after the guy and throw everything at him, but like Blake Snell's 31. He's won two Cy Youngs. And and I, I, okay. I hear it that he walks a lot of guys. I just saw Gary say he has trouble going late into games. He goes late enough into games that he won a Cy Young and then he won another Cy Young. And who goes late into games anymore anyways? If you get if you get five innings out of a starting pitcher, it's like, hey, wow, great job. Got it to the bullpen. Like, yeah. that's the new thing is the bullpen pitches half of the game. Right. That's why you don't see 200-inning guys. Like, mm-hmm. we did the prediction with Justin Steele, right? And you, What was your prediction last year? It was 180 innings. Right. And, you know, that <clears throat> seemed kind of like far out there at the time. But you don't you don't see guys pitch 200 innings anymore. So I, I don't even need that out of him. I need, yeah. I need my starting pitcher to be great for four, yeah. five and get out of there and get, get it to my good bullpen, which hopefully, hopefully you're developing. Yeah. Carter Hawkins, who <clears throat> is trying to convince me that he's the real Carter, Carter Hawkins uh, in the chat. It, it's he's, definitely the real Carter. Hawkins. It, it's yeah. I'm now convinced it's the real Carter Hawkins. Um, he says that teams are waiting for cease glass. Now Bieber, trades to see if they need snell like that's kind of a good point too. like the trade market is for pitching is also very much being talked about right now so i think that's another thing to it like you could just sign the guy but right he, know, does, he doesn't cost you the prospects that's what i'm saying like i but the, all three rather... of those guys i'm pretty sure except for glass now but cease and bieber all younger than blake snell for sure so yeah, I'm all right. all right. I'm not saying he. I just don't hear the name very often. Yeah, I hear no, all I, those other names, and I don't hear the guy that just won the Cy Young. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe uh, maybe the Padres are favorites. I, I I don't I don't know. I it is. I agree with you in a way that it is kind of weird that no one's been talking about him. But Cody, can you tell me a little bit about Circa Sportsbook? And, yeah. and why it is your favorite to win all the monies? It's my favorite sports book, Luke, because there's three reasons, right? The tight the tight money line splits. Games will strive to be a minus one ten split on the circus sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus one fifteen or minus one twenty splits. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Uh, they don't limit players based on their winnings, which is one of my favorite things about them. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. And they actually encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available to compare the lines and also see that they don't take any of their winnings away from them, unlike other sports books. 
Um, and then finally, their customer service is second to none. The real people behind the circus sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. Chatbots are the worst thing that has ever been existed. Um, all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, which is uh, the greatest place on earth if you do not count Wrigley Field. Um, download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Five-star viewer Becky is back. Uh, she was doing a little laundry. She's now back in the live chat. Welcome back, Becky. Hi, Becky. Uh, Midtown <laughs> Athletic Club, right? You just mentioned Circa, the incredible pool they have with the giant screens in Vegas. You want great pools right here in Chicago? Midtown Athletic Club. They have four Chicagoland locations. Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and then the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. Spectacular facility. Now, remember, the, the one in Palatine launched their multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which should be complete in early 2024. So right now, you could go there and lock in favorable rates if you join before the end of the year. It's an ultra-premium brand that reflects Midtown's positioning. They are the best of the best. It's truly next level. They've got a little bit of everything. You want high-intensity int interval training? You want yoga. You want boxing. You want spin classes. You want cycling. You want cross-training. I know I saw the Instagram thing we put out there, everybody trying to do anything. First of all, I'll say Kevin Kaduck is the worst-looking tennis player I've ever seen. Not to hold anything against him, but a bad tennis player. And <laughs> frankly, Mark Carmen's backhand, not as good as I expected it to look. But I was disappointed as well. I, I'm starting to think, even though I haven't played any tennis since high school, that Mark Carmen might not be that good. <laughs> it's possible. I saw the backhand. I thought, mm, I don't know. Uh, they have the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has indoor, outdoor tennis, pickleball, paddleball, USTA professional quality all the way. I did have an idea that maybe we should go and get a little pickleball term. I've never played pickleball. What if we never played pickleball? How to play pickleball? And we got a little tourney, a little company tourney going at Midtown, right? Because mm. we know that Moriano, based on the ping pong stuff, Moriano and and Carm are going to think they're the greatest thing since sliced hero bread. But we all know there might be some bigger fish waiting in the weeds, and they could be coming from the Cubs account. Could be you and I. Could be the two of us. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I played pickleball in high school. Oh, wait uh, a minute. So you've got experience. So I have experience, yeah. All my millennials out there, out there will know what I'm talking about. Like, that was like, I only knew what the game pickleball was because we played it in, like, PE, right? Oh, yeah, because it's easier than tennis. You know, it's right. a smaller court, right? Right. Yeah, so. It's like ping pong mixed with tennis. Yeah. Certainly less moving around. It's cool to see that it's exploded over the last year or two, so. Uh, Barb's asking if they hit real pickles. No, they do not. No. <laughs> uh, you just play in the service boxes, Barb. It's in the mm. service boxes on the tennis court, and you play with hard paddles, sort mm. of like giant ping pong paddles. And then the rest of the rules, I don't really know. I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, uh, anyways. Edward in the chat asked me, where did I get the Wrigley Field picture that's on the wall behind me? 
Oh yeah. Um, I got it at Cubs convention like 2017. So, and it was they had like they were like prints. So, and I feel like the same like brand or whatever is there every year. So you can probably get a similar picture if you go to Cubs convention this year. A lot of a lot of uh, very intriguing in depth questions. You know, you hear some of that. Here's some of the hard questions at the baseball winter meetings. But then now Dela Cruz says, do you have a top loader or a front loader washing machine, Becky? So a lot of people <laughs> asking important questions during the podcast. Only, only the important questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Gary is also asking if I would have given, uh, what was it? Seth Lugo apparently just signed with the Royals three years, $45 million. Yeah, I haven't looked at Seth Lugo's numbers. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's worth it or not. I but. just would have deferred it all till 2024. Then exactly. you're not even paying the guy. Give him uh, you mean 2020 him, like seven. Would, was he willing to take 30k this season, and then <laughs> and then the rest of it will be paid in 2024? Yeah. We're going to pay you thirty thousand dollars and give you a parking spot. Well, I, and, I I think they would have had to at least pay him the vet minimum, which is like 750k. So, see, now I'd be willing to bring back VR if we only had to pay him a thousand dollars and then defer the rest of it until I was not alive. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what did you say we should we should sign all the best players and defer them till till i'm not here anymore until i'm dead yeah that's what i tweeted last <laughs> night i was like sign all the good players and then defer their money until i'm dead <laughs> i'll let you know when i die <laughs> uh yeah a lot of people and this was yesterday too uh intrigued by getting nailer from from cleveland well we'll, we'll see how it uh We'll his see how numbers, it unfolds. I his numbers get- are you look at you look at his numbers and you'll be like, well, oh wow, I didn't. It was like one of those I wasn't familiar with your game, you know, like the Shaquille right. O'Neal. Well, like, you go to Cleveland. Meme. Yeah, it was one of those like, holy, sh- I wasn't familiar with your game. The only thing I knew about you is that like you're you're kind of cocky. You show a lot of emotion, and White Sox fans hate you. That's all I knew about you. But I I'd be on board for a Josh Naylor if that if that meant that. If that was the route they went and they didn't were unable to bring Bellinger back, I'd be okay with that. I can get on board for that. But <clears throat> I don't know. Hey, You'd probably way, be a big a big part of the uh, of a trade with Shane Bieber and like in which I think the Cubs could make a trade with Cleveland just because Carter Hawkins came from Cleveland. So I feel like there's a re- a, re- a relationship there. Uh, Kalata says, when Otani is paid off, I'll be 92 years old. I hope. (laughs) Yeah, we hear you, man. Uh, Nothing's guaranteed to any of us. Uh, All right, so we were talking about the pitchers earlier. And yesterday we I said, would you rather have Bellinger or would you rather have Yamamoto? Today I'm saying pick your pick your pitcher, Cody. Okay. Pick your pitcher. Would you rather trade for Glass now or Bieber? At this point, I think I'd rather trade for trade for Bieber. And it's weird because he doesn't he doesn't miss or he hasn't missed bats the last couple years like he yeah. did when he won the Cy Young. Um but part of me thinks that you could get a a haul back with him. And I don't but think not you're going Bieber, you're looking for a Bieber yeah. package. Yes, yes. Um that doesn't mean I don't want Tyler Glass now. I'd, I'd take Glass now. But the one thing that, too, or the other thing about Bieber is that he, you know, outside of some injury problems this past year, like he's 
for the most part, been pretty healthy over the course of his career. That's something that Glasnow hasn't. I was all about getting Glasnow if they were able to get Otani, and I still am all about getting Glasnow anyway. Ideally, I'd love to get them both. Um, But I, I think that you put Bieber in this rotation and let that those pitching coaches get around him in the pitch lab and all that. You can't. I can convince myself that maybe they can unlock some of what he was, you know, more more swing and miss out of him. He won a Cy Young just yeah. a few years ago. It hasn't it's not like it's been like seven years. Like I I refuse to believe what we've seen out of Shane Bieber the last two years is what what he is fully. So I, I think that and I believe he too is going into a walk year. So you're try- so he's going to try and make get as much money as he can or have a season where he can get as much money as he can. I could see him, you know, getting back to a level that he was when he won Cy Young. So um I I would ra- I'd rather take that risk in a trade with Bieber with others coming back than Glass now if you force me to choose one. Ryan in the uh, live YouTube chat says Bieber hasn't been good since the sticky stuff was outlawed. That worries me. Um, and also the health thing, you know, like both Glass now and Bieber haven't been like super durable pitchers. So I thought, all right, let's find a guy who we could say something similar about. And I, and I tried to just look up their last three years. Bieber's 28. Uh, in his last three seasons, he's made 16 starts, 31 starts, 21 starts for a total of 68 starts. Glass now, 29, 14 starts, two starts, 21 starts. So each of them made 21 starts last year, uh, but he's only got 37 total. Kyle Hendricks, 32 starts, 16 starts, 24 starts, 72 starts over the last three years. So as much as we sit and say, well, man, Hendricks is breaking down, his body's breaking down, he's always, he always spends at least one thing on the injured list or you know, he didn't pitch the first month of the season last night, he's actually been more durable than those two guys have in the last three years. Um, now, they have they have had a higher ceiling. You know, they, Glass now is way more swing and miss than – yeah. Kyle Hendricks, just different type of pitcher, and Bieber, obviously a Cy Young guy, but right, you know. Well, what you just said about Hendricks is why that you know we all of us were pretty on board to bring him back just because yeah. he is durable. Agreed. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I understand that Bieber and Glasnow have had injury issues, but you know another reason why I like Bieber a little bit more than Glasnow is he is younger. Like I'm, yeah, he's only twenty eight. Yeah, there's less risk there, I think, than there is with Glass now. So if you force me to choose, I'd take Bieber and whoever to come back. I refuse I to believe that-, that what we've seen from him the last two years is what he is. I'm not sure what the situation is with Glass now. I know for a fact that Bieber, I believe if he were to walk in free agency after you traded for him, you would get the conditional pick. Yeah, I think that's the case for Glass now too, but I'm not. Ryan's better with all the uh, technical yeah. rules of all of it. Maybe Gary out there, somebody knows all the the technical. Just feed rules. us facts, fax, baby. Don't let the facts get in the way of story. <laughs> yeah, but I, again, this isn't me saying that I wouldn't want Glass now. I, I ideally, I'd love to get them both at this point. Yeah, Gary says you get a pick for both. I just thought there was yeah. something about like if if you'd already. Mm. What was the Stroman thing? Like you weren't going to get a pick, right? 
I, the one I day know. we need I Ryan. Know. I thought there was I thought there was some clause that maybe you didn't always get it, but he said yeah. Gary says you would get a pick for both. So I mean that's another that's another bonus, but it's also why you might have to send a little bit more going back mm-hmm. the other way because otherwise they could hang on to the guy and get the conditional pick. Well, the way I look at Cleveland is oh, it's the qualifying offer. Thank you, Barb. Yeah, yeah I knew I knew it was something. The way I look at I Cleveland is, is they they need they need hitters, right? Like. They always can develop the pitching, but they just never have an offense. And on top of it, they're small market, so that's why I think that Naylor might be available. I don't necessarily know if Naylor – or I don't necessarily think Naylor is available. I think it's more of the Cubs just called to see, you know, are you interested? I think Bieber for sure is something a lot more. But I just think that – it's it's like an easy like partnership here. Like the Cubs have all kinds of outfield prospects and position player prospects with all the depth they have. And Cleveland has pitching and guys who can pitch available like that are not like can you know you can send class A back even, right? And like it just makes a lot of sense to be able to help them from the from an offensive standpoint and for them to help us from a pitching standpoint. I don't with the Rays, it's like they just don't want to pay Glass now that $25 million because they're the Rays. And, now, trading, and, and trading with the Rays is it's a it's a slippery slope. It's a dangerous <laughs> thing. I mean, yeah. Chris Archer was once a cup. All yeah. Right? Well, Sorry, Matt Garza. Barb, Barb says uh, you could trade Brandon Davis and get a good play from him. Now Barb's trying to trade Brandon, Brandon Davis. Davis and all of our good prospects. Trying to trade all of there our good Barb, prospects, trading Barb. Trading all the young guys. Trading all the young guys, Barb. I tell you what I wouldn't trade. Empire Carpet. Empire today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and the low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get your new flooring. So there's a lot of copycats out there, but they just can't live up to the hype. Uh, they keep shopping floors simple with a curated product selection. They throw out all the junk. I was saying yesterday, it's like free agency, only they get rid of all the guys that are going to be busts in the future, and they say, Okay, only these players are going to be good for the next five years. These are the only ones you want to sign. These are the only carpets you want to get. These are the only premium vinyl flooring that you want to get. Uh, And they have that virtual floor designer where you just snap a picture, and all of a sudden you can see how the carpet or flooring is going to look in your place. Uh, They also service their own warranties. If an issue does arise, just call Empire. They service all their warranties themselves. You don't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number or mess around with that, which is a total nightmare. Schedule a free home in in-home estimate today, all listeners can receive $350 off. A discount they can use, the promo code is CHGO. You don't have to defer any payments. You get the code right away. You get the discount, $350. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Uh, also want to tell you about our partner, Ray Chevrolet. Having their biggest sale of the year right now, make your way over to Ray Chevrolet on Route 12 in Fox Lake to join in on the savings for their model year end savings event. As one of the top selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories right now, trying to make room for the incoming 2024 models. So all their current inventory must go, Cody. Plus you can find the perfect tailgate vehicle at Ray Chevy because they have over 
100 new Silverados in stock. And that's not all. Get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until the spring of 2024. They call it the Otani deal. No, they don't. Uh, (laughs) Or save over $3,000 a year or or save over $3,000 on a new Chevy Blazer. You don't get it every year. Sorry. My bad. Uh, $4,000 on an Equinox or $10,000 on a Silverado. And to top it all off, they're pricing over 125 vehicles under 20,000 right now. Seriously, guys, you can get can you get pricing that's more affordable than that? And I know everybody loves the word free, F R E E. That's what you get this month at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake, a free oil change. All you need to do is mention CHGO when you schedule that oil change. You can uh sign up online or on the phone. You better hurry though. The exclusive offer ends December 31st. And visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake, RayChevrolet.com to get your model year-end savings. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Find yeah, new roads. I and then CHGO. Then you get the car wash. Get the car wash, which is nice. Wintertime, nothing worse. Do you, do you hate dirty cars? Yeah, I mean, I need to clean. Oh. I honestly need to clean the inside of my car more than I do the outside. But... I got so I got back Sunday from yeah. Tennessee, and let's just a reminder that I was gone from last Monday till to Sunday. Yeah, so my car was under a tree the entire time. Uh oh, target practice. Oh, brother, target practice. Squirrels and birds. Mm. Yep, yep. So target practice. I left my garbage outside my door for like five minutes this morning and a squirrel just ripped through it, tore everything out of the trash. And I was like, oh. it literally was out there for like five, six minutes. And then I was going to take it to the trash. Bad luck. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks to everybody who joined for the uh, live YouTube chat. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to that CSGO Sports YouTube page. Hit the thumbs up button on the way out, please. We, we appreciate all the likes. Uh, hopefully something big happens now before tomorrow's podcast. We'll be back here live at 120. Ideally. Live at 120. Tomorrow's show live at 120 right here, CHGO Cubs. Until then, thanks for watching and fly the W. Y'all silly like the mayor. 